welcome back to the Indoors Podcast. I am your host, Asher Korn. This project was created at the height of social distancing to give a voice to local artists and bands to share their story in their own words and to find ways we can all continue to help support each other. All artists featured on this podcast submitted a sample of their music and a small bio about themselves. On this episode, I interview Elliot Cobble from the slowcore indie band Paper Girl from San Antonio, Texas. Elliot lost his job right after the virus hit, and he states, quote, I think now is a good time for musicians to promote each other and for listeners to purchase content if they can afford it or just help musicians get their streams up, end quote. Paper Girl has submitted two songs for this podcast, titled Crash, featuring Urban Nation, and Winter Fog, from the very first Paper Girl album, When I'm Home Alone and I Hear a Noise, I Sit and Listen for Ages. Coming up next is Crash with Urban Nation, followed by an exclusive interview with Elliot, explaining where the name Paper Girl came from. Thank you. 
it's not very connected to the name really but to explain what the name is because i feel like a lot of people have questions about that it's just this song by guided by voices and i'm a huge fan of gbv so i just saw a cool title and i guess a little fun fact about that is gleamer got their name from i got a book with this song too and i didn't really know that until i met cory and we talked about it and it's funny because i was looking through like old brainstorms of like band names i wanted to use like i had a list and one of the names was gleamer because i just like got my voices and i didn't even think about that when i like initially heard gleamer until i heard it from cory but just more on what the band is itself is kind of just my idea of what a solo project would be and it's kind of expanded over time to include more people but it's really just like my own outlet for music that's just like purely for myself and I'm not working with other people too much and there's no real theme to it really i guess i don't know it's just a good way to like put music out and it's something that like shows my own influences you know like something that's more my musical ideas rather than like working with other people because i play in a lot of other bands and i guess it's like my first time just doing it on my own you know and that's what it is to me i don't really know what other people see it as but yeah it's just an outlet yeah it is pretty funny about gleamer though uh <laughs> That's just a little fun fact. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's a little, really little lore for you. <laughs> we all exist in the same universe, a concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I don't know, like, and also, like, talking to Corey, like, I got to learn a lot about just kind of how everybody who makes music kind of starts from a similar place. You know, we were talking about, I remember he said he used to use Audacity to record, like, guitar riffs and then just play Call of Duty or Modern Warfare with like the riff on loop in the background, you know, like kind of jamming out to his own music. And I don't know, I used to do the same thing. It's, it's fun to just make music for yourself, you know. I know that you're classified as a slowcore indie band based in San Antonio. Are you in San Antonio right now? Yeah, I am actually, yeah. Yeah, I live in San Antonio. I used to live in Fort Collins, but I'm from here, so I just came home. <laughs> It's good to be home. Yeah, it's nice. Can you talk a little bit about what your life has been like during the whole COVID pandemic? It's kind of been put on halt. Did you have any big plans? or? Uh, yeah, we're actually going to play some pretty big shows. We're going to play this Bernie fundraiser that I was actually really excited for, but that got, <laughs> that got shut down. That's really the only thing I miss is, you know, shows. I've been recording a lot more now that I'm at home all the time, which is nice. But it also sucks to like not be able to make music with other people, you know, because I'm really just here by myself and my roommates. And yeah, I don't know. It's just been uh, strange. I'm unemployed and have a lot of time on my hands. So I'm just trying to make the most of it without, you know, making it. I don't know. I don't like the idea of like a Corona album, you know, like all these people have been talking about, like. I mean, I, I like the idea, like, I, I get why it's a thing, but I also feel people are pressuring themselves to put music out, even if it's not coming naturally, you know. For me, it's been nice. Like, I was already planning on recording around this time anyway, so it's kind of convenient in a way. <laughs> and not that's not the right way to put it, but <laughs> convenient is not a good word. I mean, uh, 
I don't object to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a good opportunity. Like, I don't want to diss anybody for using that. Kind of trying to just make the most of it. But, and I don't know, it's just very stressful. There's a lot going on. And even though, like, I don't have anything to do, I don't have any obligations at the moment, it's still just stressful seeing everything that's happening from the comfort of your own home. Do you want to talk about your friends? Like, how just the people around you have been impacted? Yeah, most of them have lost their jobs. I do have one friend that's still working, and I am pretty scared for him. You know, just being around people all the time. I have another friend that actually just moved back to uh, Colorado, our old drummer, uh, Maddie, and she works in food service, I think, for HEB. But, I mean, I don't know. It's like I'm a little worried because all these people, you know, are going to work and going home to other people. Not a lot of people have the opportunity or, like, I guess uh, not a lot of people are lucky enough to just be home. You know, like, as much as I want to work, I am pretty lucky that... I got fired <laughs> in a weird way, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Just like, especially musicians, seeing seeing like other musicians being affected by it is hard because all of us want, all we want to do is play shows, you know, for practice. Or... Yeah, absolutely. Where um, did you work before all of this? I worked at a uh, authentic uh, Italian pizza place. I was like their dough flipper, I guess. I just <laughs> made pizzas. It was fun, but. Pretty pretty shit pay. It was like eight eight an hour. Now I just do Uber Eats to make money, which is cool but kind of scary. How does that work? People just order their food. You go pick it up and you just leave it at the front door. Usually, I used to like meet the people at the door and you know they'd pit me in person. But now sometimes they just leave money outside or they'll pit me virtually. But I did have one interesting uh, experience dropping off. I. Got an order from Jakob Piotl, and I didn't know who that was, but he's a uh, he's a Spurs player. He plays for the Spurs. I don't know if he's good or not, but I don't really follow sports. But uh, I had no idea he was a Spurs player, and I was walking into the this like really nice hotel in downtown San Antonio, and saw the front desk lady, and I was like, I don't know where to go. I have this order for Jakob, and she's like, Oh yeah, the Spurs player. <laughs> I was like, Oh, like I'm delivering to a celebrity. That's kind of cool. And, so if the, if the Spurs get Corona, I'm not going to say it's my fault, but it might be my fault because <laughs> I did deliver him pizza. Hey, that's pretty cool. Just like tell your grandchildren one time. <laughs> one time. Back one in time. the day. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even talk to me. He was like, told me to leave it up front. And then I like saw him pick it up as I was leaving. And I kind of waved, but <laughs> he tipped me pretty well, though. That was cool. That is super nice. So I did want to ask, too, what is one of the best ways to like continue to support not only local artists but paper girl i think for supporting artists you know Bandcamp's been doing the whole uh we're like they give all the money to the artists for any purchases made i think i don't know like if it's a week-long thing a month-long thing or if it's just like every now and then they'll do a day where they do that but i definitely say just buy more people's stuff directly rather than just streaming it but, you know, if you're just bored at home, all, all you really have to do is listen to music and watch videos, you know, just uh, stream your friends' stuff, your favorite musicians' albums, you know, just put them on repeat, play them when you sleep, you know. I don't know a whole lot of fundraisers, like, for musicians. We've played a few fundraiser shows. I, I don't know, if you're looking for, like, good fundraisers, uh, races, 
puts on a lot of really good stuff and they do like immigrant services and they help with stuff like that but that's kind of unrelated to the whole corona thing yeah just say stream your favorite artist's music as much as you can and buy some merch you know like I don't I don't sell any personally but I've bought some of my friends when I had money you know just to spread money around and make sure everybody's not going broke because of this you know and I think like also getting money like directly to artists you know for that live stream we did last night Rain from Sadbug had like I don't know if it was his idea or Logan's but they were putting like the Venmo handles of the artists that was playing on the live stream which was really good idea because you know anybody can just give money straight to the musician and it's a way to like pay your door fee basically or, you know uh even though you're just watching a live stream yeah it's like tipping at a house show yeah it's really cool to see like the whole diy show community kind of survive this with things like live streams and just shout outs and you know, I've noticed like our posts are getting a lot more attention ever since this happened. I think just because people are at home on their phones all the time. And I think a lot of people recognize that this is a hard time for people involved in the arts. And, you know, the least, you know, if you can't give any money, that's totally fine. But every, we always appreciate uh, attention. <laughs> I do want to ask a little bit about Crash Master and Winter Fog. Can you talk a little bit about those <laughs> um yeah crash oh, i guess i'll start with winter fog that was the first one i wrote oh is it not oh no <laughs> <laughs> i probably just uh, I read the wrong that. thing <laughs> that's okay it's it's the mastered version of the audio file of crash <laughs> i guess when or winter fog i don't know that, that album was kind of weird like i wrote that when i moved to colorado and i'm i wasn't very good at writing lyrics at the time so it's interesting that like parallel those two songs and like just kind of compare like I think my songwriting's grown quite a bit since that first album
But yeah, Winter Fog is just about kind of moving to Colorado. And I was in a long distance relationship at the time. It was pretty rough. I guess just like dealing with that and all that stuff was involved. And then Crash is more serious. <laughs> that was, I don't know, I don't like to get too much into like what it's about, but I had like a dream about getting in a car crash. So I just wrote a song about it. And I was lucky enough to get Bianca to collaborate with me on it. So I think it would have turned out a lot differently without her, so I'm really grateful. And it's also like inspired me to want to do a lot more collaboration and not just do everything solo or you know, record all the parts by myself. Do you have any plans for the future? <laughs> uh, we've had some things in the works with some ideas. We've been, we've been talking to other artists. I really want to work with uh, Normal State. I like her music a lot. I, we, I hit her up a while back about making like a split, but we haven't really talked much since. I've been working with my friend Kevin from Roseville. He has like a solo project called uh, Pepper with two R's. And we were going to make like a little split acoustic album, but we haven't talked about it in a while, so it's kind of been on hold. That's really wholesome. Kevin's <laughs> one of my favorite people. I had no idea he had a solo project. Oh, you should check. It's so good. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. I think it's, it's Pepper just, with Two R's. Yeah, it's Pepper with Two R's. I think that's what the album's called, too. It's like a four-track four EP. It's all just acoustic, just him and a guitar. It's really nice. You also uh, cut out a little bit there. Who was the first artist you mentioned? Oh, um, Normal State. I think she's uh, Elvis DePresley's partner. I'm not sure, but... Oh, that's so cool. I love Elvis Presley. Everyone's connected. We all live in a universe. This is a crazy concept. Yep. I also always, um, as a side note, lose my mind a little bit every time I see like two different bands working together on a set or like just people filling in for other people. So I'm like, oh my God, it's a crossover <laughs> episode. This is so crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. I remember like a long time ago when uh, Roseville was supposed to play the Aggie theater in Colorado I think Jake hit me up and was like do you want to play bass I don't know why I guess they're having problems or like basses couldn't make it or something and I was like yeah and then never got anything back for like a day and then he was like oh never mind uh our bass is actually gonna play anyway so but I don't know like I've had like other times where I've got to sit in on drums I think the first time Sad Boy played in Fort Collins I got to play drums with Rain and that was, that was pretty cool, like, just seeing other people and other people's bands. Because we all have, like, the same ideas, same kind of vision, you know, with, like, a little bit... I mean, everything's personal. Everybody's very different, complicated in their own way. But I think we all have a lot of the same, uh... I don't know, it's just, like, an energy kind of thing. Like, it's just cool, like, to see people work together and hearing a different style on one instrument. But, like, the, the band is still there, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. If you have anything else you would like to say at the end. To promote like Colorado artists, you know, listen to Adazuri, um, A-A-D-A-Z-U-R-I, uh, Sadbug, Roseville, uh, Warper, Gleamer, everybody knows Gleamer, but I could go on about all the bands that are from there and it's a great scene. Hotel Wi-Fi actually, uh, shout out to Jay. Hotel Wi-Fi, they covered uh, Winter Fog. It's on Bandcamp. I think it's called Winter Fog 2. So definitely check that out. We just got finished with a tour with uh, Elna. That's E-L-N-U-H. So go listen to Elena's music. It's really good. But yeah, just if your friends, you know, have a band and they're doing a live stream, just tune in for a little bit, you know, if you can afford it. Send them some money. Yeah, that's all I got to promote, really. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Indoors Podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to Elliot for sitting down and opening up to me about his life, sharing some good music, and talking to me about what quarantine in Texas was like. Thank you to Elliot and to Paper Girl. I also want to thank KCSU for letting me create this podcast series. I've enjoyed this project so much, and there are plenty more episodes to come. If you are an artist who is interested in being interviewed for this podcast, applications are open on tinyurl.com slash indoors audio. It is my intention to upload one new episode every week. Thank you for your continued support and all of the positive feedback I have received so far for this series. I genuinely appreciate all of you for listening and I hope you have a great day and stay healthy.